All right. Well, welcome to another Destiny podcast. Episode 39, broadcasting live from the last city at twitch.tv slash another Destiny podcast, if you want to come say hello live. Uh, this week, we're going to be discussing the recently discovered secret mission, Presage, uh, Bungie's upcoming expansions, and uh, the Glycon lore, Presage lore, the Dead Man's Tale lore, whatever you want to call it. Cole's going to be diving into that. Uh, so, stow away your weapons, pop in your buds, and uh, it's time for another Dusty Podcast. And said, you guys can talk now. To a cat. Huh? What? God damn it, I hate you both so much. Welcome. Uh, uh boys. How are you? Yes. I'm doing yeah, pretty well. That's good. Doing hey, pretty well. Doing pretty well. Show. You wanna uh a, a completely unrelated Desti- completely unrelated to Destiny story to start off the, the podcast? Sure. Yeah, if you've got one, go for it. Sure. Okay. Um, how was your week? It was fine. Um I don't really remember what I did this week, other than the presage mission. God, you struggle with that word. Um, I mean, I can say presage if I want to, but uh, <laughs> oh yeah. So today, um, today, Lady Newt wanted to upgrade her cell phone, so we went into town. Mm. Uh, she uses Rogers, which, mm. um, for American listeners, is a Canadian cell service provider. Uh, and what happens is because she works in the health industry, she gets a discount, which is nice. EPP, baby. Yeah. EPP. Um, so she gets, I think she gets a discount. And then when the whole, you know, COVID situation started, I think they chucked on an extra five gigabytes too. They're, they just like added that on. So she was already at 15 gigabytes of data, which is a shit ton. Yeah. And we were talking about this. We we realized instead of me paying for my own plan, it makes a lot more sense for me to just open a line on her account. I pay a lot less money. That makes and sense. Yeah. We're like, yeah, 15 gigabytes for two people is plenty, yada, yada, yada. So we went in today to sort that all out. And then um, the guy was there talking to me, and he was like, so... Yeah, you'll get this and this, and you'll get the 15 gigabytes on top of the 15 you already have. And we're like, <laughs> I was like, what? Excuse you? So we now have 30 gigabytes of data between the two of us, but like... <laughs> Fuck me, dude. That's... So is it is it 15 uncapped and then unlimited capped data? I don't know what you mean by that. So late, well, so they cap your speeds. Oh, like for me, yeah, 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 yeah. I have... I have unlimited data yeah 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 on this and that's part of the covid thing that we have because i also work in healthcare yeah so at the beginning Mm -hmm. of covid i got 20 gigs of data on an s20 nice uh, on a galaxy s20 so 20 gigs of data on an s20 with uncapped speeds up to 20 gigabytes and then they cap you after 20 gigabytes i only went over uh 20 gigabytes once and that uh-huh. was when I downloaded I downloaded an eight gigabyte update for Genshin Impact over <laughs> my data. Oh, oh my god! god. 
<laughs> because I was like, I want to play Genshin Impact. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm, but I am I am in a, not at my computer, and Maybe? I would like to play it. Therefore, play it on my phone. Does, oh, no. does Genshin okay, update? Does that take like a lot of data just to play it? No. <laughs> like depends on what your plan is. Like yeah. I have unlimited. It's just like connectivity. So mm. I've heard everything from some people are playing it, and like it's they played it for a couple hours and it's used like a hundred megs. Right. So oh, not crap. bad. Not bad. I guess but it depends like, on what you're doing too. If you're hopping between like different lobbies and stuff, a bunch and different locations. Yeah, different servers, different lobbies, like yeah. connecting, downloading stuff. I'm sure yeah. that impacts it. Yes. Get it? Yep. <laughs> yep. Got it. But then, um, no, but, I got it. I'm just. But I, just I think not like laugh. it's a like an hour of streaming 4K. Uh, like 4K is like a gigabyte. Oh, okay. So like or something. I forget what it or is it like eight gigabytes? I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> That's quite the like, jump. Yeah, something like. But then, if your if your like internet plan is you have. A, like a terabyte of internet uh, uh before you have to start paying like overages um that doesn't like eight gigabytes is like a drop in the bucket yeah it's like less yeah. than a percent yeah uh I, 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 don't, I don't game on my phone so i have nothing to contribute to this you know yeah. what if you had a better phone you might i almost uh, i'm you thinking my, now, my s20 maybe i oh, should shit, uh phone. Fuck. yeah we do we should maybe i should uh get into genshin impact because it's it's very weeby, but it it scratches the Breath of the Wild and the anime like game itch yeah. for me because everything's super over the top and like ridiculous, like the yeah. powers wise. But like you, it's also kind of grindy, so I think I think it'll scratch like a little bit of the Destiny itch. I actually people. I just downloaded uh, Spiritfarer on the on the Switch. Have you guys heard about that one? Nope. No, it's kept. It's like a, it's kind of like a, kind of oh. reminds me almost a bit of um, Child of Light in terms of art. Like, it's kind of like a drawing, and you're kind of like the new Charon. You have to, like, take spirits and, like, fulfill their last wishes, and then once they do that, they can pass on. Oh, um, that's, the, that's the one with, like, the boat. Yeah, yeah, and you're on a boat, and you can, like, make a farm on it and stuff. I literally I paid, thought, like, played, like, yeah. five minutes of it, so, but... I saw, I saw this, um... I saw this a couple of months ago. It was like uh, when it was first announced or something. Yeah, because it's it's an indie game, right? Um, I think it. Yeah, I can't remember what the name of the company is now. Thunder something or something like that. Thunder Lotus. Yeah, that sounds yeah. pretty indie to me. Um, cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, apparently it's really good, so I'm excited to give it a try. Uh, and then other than that, yeah, played some presage and have been enjoying the new season um still pretty happy with it that's for sure what about oh, you guys no, I, blocked, I blocked puppy starlight she oh can't no come. i need to fix that okay no, what about no, you cole no. still enjoying the new season especially considering there's you know a, a brand new secret mission i am yes I'm, I'm very much enjoying the new season and the majority of that enjoyment has been coming from the new presage uh, mission yeah uh, not, not to mention that the exotic scout rifle that we get from a dead man's tail come when is... she's ready to come okay. i'm talking <laughs> god damn it did you just laugh at that really no i'm no, no you... <laughs> cole is just like in the middle of like a, an in-depth analysis of his experience of presage and you're like well now i now i know you're lying because cole's never done anything in-depth on anything <laughs> 
I have a couple sources that might uh <laughs> moving on <laughs> yeah uh it's just the fact that the the new scout rifle does actually feel like a lever action rifle it's and really it's, good it's, it's such a good scout rifle man and i'm really hoping that they don't nerf it in any way because it is a lot of fun to use and even getting killed by it's in the crucible i i don't mind you know what it it's just it just clicked it what it reminds me of firing the m1 grant in battlefield one really yeah, like just like the steadiness of it, like the just the dot vertical just doesn't move at all. Like when that's you, fair yeah. when you're firing it at that one spot, that's where it stays. Also, its range, even though it's iron sights, its range yeah. is nothing. Range to is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm it, really really happy with the range. It was funny yeah, topping into PvP a little bit. And it was just like all Dead Man's Tale. <laughs> yeah, right. What do, have, what do you have to say? Um, yes, but aside from Dead Man's uh, Dead Man's Tale and Presage, uh, the, the new season has been has been pretty good. Yeah. Um, but the nice thing is, I think we're going to be getting a lot of enjoyment from the Presage mission, but I will get into that later. Okay. Starlight? How's, how's yeah. Puppy Starlight doing? Say hi to the people, Puppy. <laughs> <laughs> she actually growled. It's not growling, it's breathing. Hi. Say hi. Oh, man. Gordon, or Puppy, Newt. Such a brat today. He doesn't like walking in the rain. Is it raining out in where I live? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's like literally a gorgeous, like a little bit misty, but like it's dark clouds, a little bit yeah. of like that drizzly rain, but then uh, just sunshine pelting really? through. No, it's been yeah, raining pretty been much all day. As well. It's nice and warm. I walked in a t shirt. Wow. Then that being said, I usually walk in a t shirt. So, Starlight, have you been enjoying yeah, gotta give the neighborhood something to look at? Presage and your experience. The with one time season. I've done Presage. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, uh, it was it was really fun. Um, I've been mostly doing this. Yes. Which is complete now. Uh, what is it? The, this is the Lego Police Station. Uh huh. It's uh, three levels. It's pretty it's big. All of the yeah, yeah all of the levels come come apart. It's got uh got your like cells and uh and studio stuff over here uh -huh. you got your donut shop over here yep everything everything a police station needs <laughs> you balancing that on one head made me so fucking nervous uh, yeah well, it's not like i don't have the instructions like i can just build it again if it breaks yeah. but now i i literally finished it walked out into the living room and i'm just like i need more <laughs> more lego i don't know how no. much room there is left in that room no dude. see i've got i've got all this space that's not like it doesn't have floating shelves on it so i'm thinking i'm gonna like get a floating uh shelf for that just extends out like past my desk to the wall yeah so i just have more wall uh and i'm gonna try and make it collapsible oh interesting okay. oh. and uh because you can get those like uh you can get those articulating um floating shelf arms uh yeah, from right. home depot and then just get like a floating shelf tabletop <laughs> from ikea for like a ridiculous amount of money because <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway um yeah other than that did the lego there's a little bird eating a donut on the windowsill you guys can't see it because it's too small uh playing a lot of destiny and just yeah cleaning up the house like look we're kind of looking at like new places because we've decided that i have the nerd room yeah which is where i am if you couldn't tell but we've decided that uh, Lady Starlight needs a lady lair. We're calling it like instead <laughs> of a man cave, we have the man cave and the yep. lady lair. 
So what we've decided that what's going to be in the lady lair? I don't know. We're thinking probably a lot of plants. And yeah, like a, like, a, like a relaxing chair. It's weird. That was the first yeah, thing. Like, like pl ha plants hanging in like those like yeah macrame knotted macrame. That's the yeah. word. Yeah. I have. I have. I actually bought her a ton of macrame hangers uh -huh. just like preparation for the event that we have a lady lair. Yeah. Uh, but she also wants one of those giant bean bags, and I'm like super into it. <laughs> like really big, ridiculously soft bean bags. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like plants, giant bean bag, probably like a bunch of dog beds. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. Um. Yeah. So we've just been shopping around, but everything's really expensive. Uh. We're we're also yep. looking at like we're also looking at like purchasing, maybe sometime in the next like couple of years yeah so then it's, it's like do i do we get something cheaper yeah that's the thing like we we are we are set right now like we are in a place where we could like save really well so i'm like do we want to move now and set our timeline for buying back like, yeah significantly because it's going to put a strain on the down payment or do we like just bite the bullet and live here where there's fewer amenities but it's like way cheaper than it would be to move out yeah um but yeah we're working on it uh so yeah hi i i, I adult sometimes i'm not just <laughs> the mass force of chaos that is this like that's present in this podcast <laughs> well i mean you could be both <laughs> yeah you know but this is just me adulting uh i also and haven't had i haven't podcast. had beer i haven't had beer like at all this month Oh, nice. So Friday. I'm like, I miss beer. Uh -huh. And all my scotch is like slowly going away. So I haven't actually <laughs> been to a liquor store this month. That's like good. I'm just I'm just going through everything that I already have. And uh yeah, so this is the Bowmore twelve. Uh nice and sponsor. PD front nice and PD PD God, I, front I would back. love to get a sponsor good, from Bowmore. Are you Isla. Uh, no, but so I've been rewatching um I've been rewatching Parks and Rec. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I want that scotch. Yeah, <laughs> the, Lagavulin that the Lagavulin 16. That's oh a, it's yeah, only, it's only like 160 dollars a bottle. Yeah, like that's like, mm. you know, that's why I work over one. Exactly. Uh, uh, hey, something else we should mention too is up? that uh, Tea Time Tibbs uh, has his PC up and running now. That's we finally correct. got to game with him on PC. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Uh, so much fun. And we're we're very, very glad to finally have him uh, come and join us on the PC Frontier. And it's just, it's really nice because uh, Tibbs was one of the original members of our fire team when we first started playing Destiny with all of our friends. On, yeah. Well, yeah, in, on Xbox anyway. Well, yeah. And it's, it's just nice. It's nice to have him back. Yeah. And uh, he said... <laughs> Very bravely, nah, man. Let's just hop into the crucible right away. I don't Ugh. care. I'm gonna be trash anyway. And I was like, no, you, you brave bastard, you. Yeah, yeah. That was. I I knew. PvP was bad. And hopping into it solidified my opinion. Of that. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun. It's fun when you don't when you don't care. Yeah. Yeah. And it was pretty. I don't know. <laughs> just all uh, shotgunning i was oh speaking of shotgunning i was drunk on friday when we did that yeah oh you boy yeah i streamed it yeah so on my twitch channel if y'all want to see what that horror hot show was mess. like <laughs> a hot mess that's exactly what it was jesus christ 
Um, and oh, then yeah, WandaVision. That was the other thing I did. What's that? What? Lots of WandaVision. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did not realize yeah. that was a TV show, actually, until just recently. I thought it was Everyone, a movie. It's pretty good. You thought it was like another, like a new Marvel movie? Marvel. Yeah, because they never do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, when was the last time we got a Marvel movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, really quick, uh, Iron Banner's coming up with a new mod. Um, well, yeah, should we, we should probably get to the TWAB, huh? Well, that's twab? basically the TWAB. There we go. Presage and Iron Banner's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> but there is something other than the TWAB that is very interesting and promising and exciting. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read through the whole thing because it's not super long and it's all pretty neat. Bungie prepares for future growth in 2021. Have you guys read about this, by the way? Yeah, pull up. I'm going to guess no. Eh. Eh. <laughs> this is actually amazing. Did I, did I miss something? And this is why... Oh, I... oh, yeah. I completely missed that blog post. Okay. Huh. So I'm just going to start reading through it, and you get, we'll get your reactions to it. Bungie prepares for future growth in 2021 with studio expansion, key talent investments, and new board members. Bungie increases Bellevue, Washington headquarters to over 208,000 square feet, planning a complete technical modernization. Uh, Bungie announces key talent additions and investments at the executive level in preparation for future IP growth and expanding the highly acclaimed and successful Destiny universe into new media. Hello. Bungie welcomes new members to the Bungie board of directors from the entertainment and media industry, Trace Harris and Pamela Kaufman. Pamela. Why did I say it like that? Pamela. Pamela. Oh yeah, Lady Smith's famous, uh, famous celebrity, Pamela Anderson. I think saying it, Presage, is really starting to mess up my other pronunciation. You're just really, you're just really stoked on the new vice president down south, and uh, you're just pronouncing everything that looks like her name like her name. Oh, Bungie. Yes, my, my favorite actor or actress on Baywatch, Pamela Anderson. <laughs> Bungie, an independent employee-owned creator of world-famous video games like Halo and Destiny, today announced major initiatives to prepare for the company's expected and rapid future growth, including the appointment of Trace Harris and Viacom... <coughs> pardon me, CBS's Pamela Kaufman to its board of hey, directors. You. We're grateful and humbled... Okay, they just read stuff. Um, Philip? Okay, Seymour? so... Kaufman. <laughs> Here, yeah, it says Bungie broke ground on an extensive expansion and redesign of its worldwide headquarters, estimated to be complete in fall 2022. This project will increase Bungie's HQ footprint, blah, blah, blah. Um, the other interesting thing is in 2022, Bungie will open its first international office in Amsterdam. Oh, this office oh, space represents Bungie's developing global business and will be home to the company's growing publishing and marketing divisions, ensuring Bungie's ongoing commitment to unify and expand on their passionate player community all over the world. That's cool. Uh, oh, no, and the, I sorry, scared, I scared them away. Oh no, I didn't. They're still here. The this is probably like the one that you can read in the most too. Uh, key personnel additions and investments announced. Um, so, like I said, um. Bungie's bringing in uh, several people. There's call, someone called Louis Villegas, Daniel Porter, and Don McWowen um, to expand the Destiny IP and bring new stories and experiences to their highly engaged community. Bungie app- appointed Mark Noseworthy, Vice President of Destiny Universe, 
and Luke Smith, Executive Creative Director, Destiny Universe, to oversee mm-hmm. and prepare for the expansion of the Destiny Universe into additional media. Justin Truman, General Manager of SE2, takes over the successful development leadership of Destiny 2. Um, Bungie has appointed Johnny Ebert and Zach Russell to build and drive the creative vision and foundation for, Bungie, for Bungie's future goals, sorry, worlds, alongside the next generation of leaders at Bungie, with plans to bring at least one new IP to market before 2025. Um, and then... Uh, there's some other people in here. Basically, again, it's just like... It really... Here, okay, let me let me read this off. Mm. Um, Pomela Kaufman is president <laughs> Viacom's... <laughs> Pamela... Kaufman is president Viacom CBS Global Consumer Products overseeing the worldwide licensing and merchandising of Viacom CBS's portfolio of brands spanning Nickelodeon, MTV, Comedy Central, BET, CBS, Showtime, Paramount Pictures, and iconic franchise properties. <laughs> so wow. So this is where we could throw it in now. We get to my question. Yeah. What kind of TV shows would you guys like to see about the Destiny universe? I thought that question kind of came out of nowhere with, uh, like, what was it, like 20 minutes before we started, half an hour before we started. Yeah. Uh, well, I've already got one down. Uh, I would love, absolutely love, um, to see a live-action gritty drama. You know, about 10 episodes. Uh, not not a movie. I'd like I'd like to see a serial. Um, following Shin Malfer and his rise to becoming man the, to becoming the man with the golden gun, mm-hmm. uh, and his eventual like road to killing Dredgen Yor, you know, Razor Lazir. And what I really love about this is that if they did it correctly, uh, it could follow a narrative similar to the first three books in the Dark Tower series by Stephen King. And it's just that like one man chasing the other, and like the the other man constantly just barely being out of the other's grasp until yeah. eventually, obviously, he catches up with them. So I want to see something like that. Starlight? Oh, you could baby. Sorry, I'm distracted by a puppy. Yes. <laughs> you can hear her uh, every now and then. Yeah. She she wheezes. Yeah. My my uh, my workmates that know her, they call her a little wheezy. <laughs> uh, and it's really funny because when she has her uh when she has her collar on, it's got like a it's got like a chain loop to yeah. it for like redirecting her. And when it's not hooked up to the leash, the chain just hangs down. Front. <laughs> uh-huh. So she's got like this big metal chain. <laughs> call her little Wheezy. Gordon. Yeah. Wheezy. Or Puppy Newt. Um, yeah. He's a beagle and he's missing one of his paws because uh, when he was a hunting dog, it got caught in a trap. And so our neighbors call him um, Gordon the Threegle. Oh, I thought that was Tripod? pretty clever. Tripods are the best. Yeah. My uh, my cousin just adopted a puppy, and they found out that one of its femurs isn't growing correctly. It's growing like all whoopity whoopity. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a swirly whirly timey wimey uh, <laughs> femur. Femur. Like, it's it's like it looks like my femur's as squiggly as a question mark. So Jesus. maybe probably gonna end up losing the leg. Yeah. Uh, and my cousin was like super down about it, and so I just I've just been sending her videos of Three one of my other friends. Uh, like who has a three-legged husky yeah and like the most energetic like playful lovable dog you've ever met in your life and she like 
she uh she lost her she lost her leg when she was like four yeah. or something and this is so like you know puppies adapt anyway hey we were talking about a thing yeah um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what would you like to see in a destiny uh in the du uh, destiny show or destiny movie or the something DCU. Like that? um i want to see like from the perspective of uh of like people who work in the tower like civilian <laughs> office but, like, space <laughs> yes, but it's like the office yeah yeah so, like, so, so it's, like a it's like a mockumentary where like intermittently out the back window you see like a titan yeah. cracking back and then you're you just like they just jim halpert look at the camera pick up a broom and like walk outside or yeah. like, uh, different different bots uh that'd be so good god i want and then like there'll be names that we keep hearing but they're of characters that we've never actually met so like like we get fenchurch like walking in just like coming around like <laughs> he's the delivery he's the daryl like he runs the warehouse yeah of of That'd the office crazy. the destiny office and oh, yeah. instead of michael and dwight you have zavala and cade yeah <laughs> well no I, I think i think it would be like they're trying to expand so like a, rather than like a prequel right mm, where the pre yeah. because the prequel stuff has been pretty set like the lore kind of sets the prequel stuff pretty in stone on like yeah. where people were during which times and like yeah, it does. uh so i don't think we're gonna get i don't think we'd have much wiggle room for zavala and cage shindigs yeah okay. i love you other than what's already in the lore so yeah. i have two uh both they're kind of similar but i'll read them out both so i'd love a game of i've said this before a game of thrones style story about the iron lords Ooh. um yeah and, like it'd be so awesome because then you could have like the story of of uh the black armory kind of yeah. like swooped into there as well oh right um and also I would love a Lord of the Rings kind of style movie about the Awoken and the Distributary. Ooh. Oh, just like Awoken, like Awoken culture during the Singularity. Yeah, like, cause I can't remember exactly how what all plays out, but like in the Mars Senate, it explains, you know, like some of the stuff that they're doing in there, like going on hunts and stuff like that. So I think that'd be pretty interesting. Um... Or, like, just, like, a soap opera drama kind of style story about the Bray family. <laughs> could be interesting. Oh. Like, just uh, all the backstabbing that you could find. Yeah, that would be yeah, that would be pretty good. But I would like to see it, like, I would take that and have it start to spiral darker, or, like, into, a, like, a darker and darker yeah. place. Ooh, just give us, give us Elsie's, give us Elsie's original timeline. Oh, the dark timeline, you mean? Elsie's, ori Elsie's original timeline. Spoiler alert. Uh, oh, the, the dark We feature? rescued Cade from the Infinite Forest. Um, <laughs> nope. But, yeah, so nope. give us Elsie's dark timeline. Uh, That's yeah. what I want. Anywhere. Or... I was thinking of, like, the last days on Croc and Mare, but that's not quite right. Maybe... I, I would love, like, an alien 
kind of story about like some ship that was going out to the far planets Gl- the glycon <laughs> yeah but like not 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 cabal like uh like a human, like, human? like well, what are they called? One of the Exodus sh- Exodus ships, oh, like just before the collapse, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're just like out there, stuck beyond Jupiter or Saturn, mm-hmm. like and weird beings start to inhabit the ship. Failsafe, like, yeah, fa- like a like a docu series that's essentially failsafe, like chronicling her uh, centuries, yeah, so being stranded. Where like she said, like she's. She's like going out in drones or something, yeah, and like, and like trying to evade the fallen and make sure that they don't find the rest of her ship. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that'd be good shit. Um, anything anyways. with failsafe. Yeah, those were my ideas. That's pretty. I hope Bungie still remembers to balance destiny. You know. Like they don't get too focused on on expanding. Like sometimes, like it's great, it's awesome to see it, but like with so much big stuff going on, smaller stuff can start to fall to the wayside, and they forget about certain <laughs> issues and people in des- just their you know their now small little game of Destiny Two compared to their obviously future goals. We'll see. Um, I love well, that that blog post is longer than this week's TWAB. Yeah, the TWAB is there's nothing. It's, oh, it's a little baby. It, it it's is, a little baby TWAB. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it just talks about presage and Iron Banner <laughs> and you know bugs and stuff like that. So I'm kind of out of things to talk about. Cole. Oh, one second, you're saying? Good? You're good to go? You're, oh, hey, now you're I'm doing not, rap symbols. We were... You're doing like talk, rap sorry, I've, been, I've, been muted. I've been muted. Talk amongst yourselves because I, I have to get something down on paper before I forget it because it's really important for later. Okay. okay. Bye. It'd be a shame if we were saying a bunch of stuff that would distract him. Yeah. Like how we... Oh, he's got the headphones off. Darn it. Dang it. Um, all right. Well, yeah. Like I said, I'm out of things to talk about. The only other thing I had written down was discussing Destiny PvP, but, I mean, there's not much, I feel like there's not much to say anymore about that. It's just bad. Don't really need to rehash that whole situation again. Um, yeah. Um, I will say that i will say i've been really digging uh i've been really digging battlegrounds for like as a place to test out uh like to test out the new scout rifle yeah um as well as just other weapons because every season they seem to switch up like which bounties you're getting on a regular basis yeah uh and I found Jesus Christ the cascade effect that happens when you have like so many uh you've got so many different seasonal challenges almost ready to turn in and then yeah. you just complete them all at the same time <laughs> and I went I went into uh I went into the helm yeah. to like 
upgrade my uh, hammer, and I was just like, oh, I'll get this one, and I'll get this one, oh, I'll get this one, and then as soon as I unclicked, like, the third one, like, six more became yeah. available, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was so worried that it was gonna take way too fucking long, but grinding out those uh, seasonal challenges really makes a difference. I really need to start paying attention to those. It's not, I've like, kind you of don't just been really have to go out of your way to do many of them, yeah. as long as you're going around, like, playing the Beyond Light uh destinations you should kind of stumble your way through them as long yeah. as you're engaging with the new content you should stumble your way through most of the early challenges i'm assuming as time goes on we're going to get more and more specific yeah right but the i wish that they were gonna let me like go back to do the crucible modes that are no longer available because it's the wrong week like oh that means that means that what if you don't what if you don't finish uh like the week one bounty by the time that mayhem rolls around like yeah an age from now yeah i see what you mean um yeah what else was that i was just gonna mention something too that i've now forgotten oh yeah i've been enjoying the um i've been playing around with a new build um because with the recent buff to rocket launchers Oh yeah, Twintail Fox has been really good for hunters, Blade Barrage hunters specifically, because yeah. <clears throat> Twintail Fox causes a burn on enemies, and that regens your dodge, which you can use oh. to reload your weapon. So your DPS with Twintail Fox can be fucking crazy because it's just like fire shot, burn starts, dodge, fire, dodge, fire, dodge. <laughs> fire that's dodge awesome. it's really good yeah i need to i need to pull that bad boy out of uh, my collections i think because i yeah. don't i don't think i have a twin to, even in my vault and if i do it's going to be sitting at 1100 yeah i bet you yeah. there's probably some that you can probably something you could do with like the solar subclass on titans too in terms of burning yeah. i wouldn't be surprised twin field fox was the uh first it was the first exotic ornament that i ever got oh yeah <laughs> like, and i was just like oh i got a new rocket launcher that i was like i didn't get the rocket launcher <laughs> that's funny stupid, all i've got is this stupid fucking ornament i got a deckle for it yeah um, i got a rock cole you're muted by the way no i'm not cole you're muted no we muted you you're funny ah damn it always um and i've also been enjoying the anti-barrier sniper rifle mod i haven't had a chance to try it out yet but it, it looks like it's a lot of fun it's pretty nice although it really bothers me that like other if and other than that like you basically have to run double primaries because like all the other ones are like unstoppable on on yeah. pulse rifles unstoppable on hand cannons anti-barrier on scout anti-barrier on something else on bows to be fair it was like that last season as well except for the unstoppable shotgun mod yeah i guess so energy off of what off of your arms which yeah. was not cheap no yeah. it's not cheap but i mean it makes sense and it's well, like that with it... the sniper it's six energy to have yeah. un anti-barrier yeah. sniper but that I'm... should make sense because it's so yeah. powerful to be able to do that so yeah yeah well i don't know I'm I'm really disappointed that you can't stack the anti-barrier with the 
unstoppable or i can't remember whatever the other one is for hand cannons you can't have yeah, the two of them running on ariana's vow yeah but that also makes sense because that would just make it ridiculously overpowered yeah but i mean it give, you give up an exotic slot for it right yeah yeah so but at the same time it does also have anti-barrier intrinsically on it so it, it does slightly break the meta that's for what well that's up. the same with devil's ruin because it's got unstoppable on it intrinsically yeah oh yeah that's true yeah i feel like be it being that you have to give up an exotic to run it i feel like it's still worth it it would be it'd just be fun to be able to have both of them on there yeah yeah i i hear what you're saying definitely that's something oh what else was there that i noticed in the game ah man i can't remember i just know there's a few things that just aren't fun like um this one is not what i was thinking of but back in d1 you could cancel sniper rifle reloading yeah um and it felt rewarding to like learn how to do that not that it was super hard but now in d2 if you cancel your sniper rifle reload animation you still can't fire for the first little while and it's like that's like one of those things where it's like i kind of understand it but also it was just fun before mm -hmm. like at what point does does a slight increase in dps like outweigh just fun like why can't we just have fun <laughs> um they, they well, might have done that with getting... like uh, pvp in mind that's what well, i think but i mean arsenal but it's like it's such a small advantage like it's such a mm -hmm. small advantage it's like half a second and it just feels so much better like it's such yeah. a shitty feeling when you cancel it and then you can't fire for like another half second i don't know yeah that's fair because like why did i go through the effort of canceling it yeah i had I had a better example like something i thought of First earlier this week taken off my life yeah but i i don't know i can't remember what it was i was like this like i understand it but at the same point like isn't fun still worthwhile as well anyways cool yo all right is it my turn <laughs> i think so hell like my lord yeah. or lord my diamond lord, lord. <laughs> here we go i can be honest i haven't really been this excited about lore in a very very long time like obviously i adore talking about it but what destiny has brought to the table with the presage mission is something else entirely sorry you mispronounced so... it presage presage <laughs> so for those of you who aren't aware Prosage. uh i and if you don't want to be spoiled for anything and for whatever reason you haven't completed the exotic quest presage yet stop this podcast right now go and play the mission play through that artistic beauty that it is and cut then come back and listen to what we have to say about it because i'm gonna go into a ton of spoiler territory the, right the here. lady who i think she was like the director of that mission or something Mm -hmm. she is actually like creating her own horror game so that's gonna oh, be yeah, amazing i'm sure that's a good sign <laughs> yeah okay so where are my notes where are my notes come on here we go <laughs> so prepared i am prepared actually so what i'm gonna do before we get into the presage mission itself is i'm going to read the dead men tales uh exotic lore card which is what the which is the exotic uh scout rifle that you get for completing the mission mm -hmm. and so the dead man's tale which is still a gorgeous gun reads yeah. as follows long short 
they all end the same way. And that's attributed to Catabasis, the hunter. Gesundheit. Galen 4's war beast leads us through the balmy Venusian jungle. Jungle. Our rival. Fuck me. Okay. Galen 4's war beast leads us through balmy Venusian jungle. Our rifles low, our ghosts high in the canopy like sentry drones. My vehicle is old. Needs maintenance. Been running too long without cutting the engine, I say. Galen sends me a sideways look. That shipwright still around? She used to make a cider in the autumn. I swear, she kept us like a pack of strays. I sigh. No, I mean this thing. I run my hand over my body. That's weird. <laughs> Besides, you know I can't go back there. I straighten the leather wrapper on my text foundry rifle. You know I literally tuned myself, right? Asks the exo hunter. Why? You're immortal. And you're not. I know, but I'm slower. I feel slower. Uh-huh. Just not like what I used to feel like. Not spry. Not up here, either. I tap my helmet. Tragedy. I feel for you. Have Gilgamesh tune you, then. I chuckle. Yeah, he'd love that. You two having issues again? I shake my head in a stiff, narrow lie. You think we come back the same every time? I do. Straight from the manufacturer, Galen Four says. Something. Sometimes I get the feeling something's different. Galen stops and squints at me. I dip my head and let my hood fall forward. Nothing I can put my finger on, just little things. Adjustments. You think he's changing you? Galen's voice sounds more serious than surprised. I wait too long to answer. It's not because I don't know my answer, but because I want to feel like I still doubt it. I raise my head. Galen meets my eyes and looks up into the canopy. He leans his shoulder into me and drops his voice to a whisper. My clip's a good one, but you need to realize ghosts don't know anything. Nobody does. They're just like us. They get curious. They question. If you think something's come un coming unwound, you need to sit down and talk it out. Wait, did Clip change it? Please, Galen scoffs. You're paranoid. He turns to keep walking and calls back. Life changes you. Same with them. I'm the only one that stays the same. Galen raises a fist and we stop. His war beast sniffs the air and turns us east. We continue walking. What did you name the beast? Castus. You've been reading too many of the spider's books. Some of them are good. I laugh. Aren't you the man that said anything you got tying you down can be made into a noose? Yeah, some time ago. You've been taking a lot of jobs with him. Those fallen? You're one to talk, Emperor's lackey. Some of those elixir aren't so bad. Alright, so this brings up a few things, first of all. One, uh, I'll point out uh, the obvious, is that uh, Catabasis is the shadow of Earth. He is Callus's shadow of Earth. And in the lore book Captain's Log, you actually see that he has been gifted a ton of things by Callus. Like, he's at Callus's side quite often. Uh, he has the ship, uh, the, the gilded ship that we find in the mission is Catabasis's ship. And so this just means that he has quite a bit of import with uh, with Callus. Now, what else did you guys notice from that one? Uh, I mean, a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't trust their ghosts. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And that they, they're acknowledging that there's, like, the possibility of coexistence between different races, too. Exactly, yeah. So, so obviously, the Elixir one that we've been working with quite a bit, but now there's even a possibility of the Cabal, which I think that's what this season is leaning mm -hmm. into. But, uh, yeah, Newt hit the, hit, the head on, hit the nail on the head of what I've wanted to bring out of there is that it's possible that their ghosts are slightly changing them every time they bring them back. And it could just be Catabasis being paranoid, but... We don't know for certain right now. Uh, a couple things I'll mention is that uh, Catabasis' ghost is named Gilgamesh. 
And before we get into this, I'll, there are a couple things I want to talk about. So Gilgamesh is, um, comes from actual, our actual history. He's a major hero in ancient Mesopotamian mythology, and he was likely a king of the Sumerian city-state of Uruk. And Katabasis is an ancient Greek word for a descent into the underworld. So keep that in mind. Hmm. That's not foreshadowing whatsoever. Not in the slightest, no. Okay, so. You boys ready? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's a big one. The presage mission takes place on board an, on, uh, on board an abandoned cat. Oh, I fucked myself with writing this. <laughs> the presage mission takes place on board an abandoned cabal ship called the Glycon, which is actually the name of an ancient Greek, ancient Greek snake god, as it turns out. So that's fun. Out on the edges of the reef, where we tracked a distress signal from a guardian on board. When we board it, we find uh, we find out that the ship got, in the ship logs that its last destination stopping point's coordinates were at the edge of the void in space where Mars used to be. So if you guys remember, obviously the darkness ships just they snapped all of the those those four planets away. Still not a whole lot of stuff going on there, but hmm. regardless, it was Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> As we traverse the ship, we find these odd creeping fungal growths that have pili, like tentacles, coming out of them. The ship is infested with scorn, and we find a few dead cabal along the way as well. Something has clearly gone horribly wrong on this ship. We learn through the mission that Callus himself actually visited the ship at one point, and that he and his scientists were experimenting on the scorn somehow. We also we learn in the lore book that uh, Callus and his scientists were trying to purify the darkness in the dark ether and not in the way you'd think they were actually trying to condense down the darkness in the scorn also in a way that uh, that callus would be able to control the scorn so that instead of being these mindless gibbering zombies that he would actually be able to give them direction every single one of his experiments failed except for one and we'll get into that later uh, duh, duh, duh. Okay. Upon killing the final boss, the Locus of Communion, we travel through a duct in the main viewing platform, and uh, we travel through a duct into the main viewing platform and bridge of the ship to find a hunter's body strung up by these odd fungal vines, with the Dead Man's Hill exotic scout rifle hanging below him. My personal running theory right now is that these vines are called the Egregore, which is pretty, uh, which is based off of uh, the, the fact that when you burst the glowing fungal sacs to pass through the darkness membranes, you get a buff called the Egregore Link. And now that I think about it, it's not actually a darkness membrane, but it's those egregore plants themselves are stopping you from from going through. So, so it's actually the plants that are, that are attacking you when you're trying to get through. But when you cover yourself in the spores, spores, when you cut you exactly when you cover yourself in the spores of the egregore, you can pass through. You. Yeah. They don't recognize you. They think you're one of them. Doesn't Osiris say something about the barrier? Yeah, the the something spores like are toxic, and like you need to find a way around, right? Like, That's basically it. Yeah. Yeah. But they were just like, surprise, I know everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Pop, pop. Now, what exactly happened here? We're getting all sorts of vibes from this ship, like the original Alien movie, a horrible sense of foreboding, and the idea that we're not done with the Glycon. Not at all. Because what Callus did is he took the crown of sorrow. If you guys remember, it was originally made for him by Savathun, but he put the crown of sorrow onto Galran's head. And it corrupted Galron. And so that's what caused the Crown of Sorrow strike. Uh, sorry, uh, raid, excuse me. But so Callus, he took the Crown of Sorrow, coated it in gold, 
and tried to commune with the darkness himself by putting the crown on and speaking directly to the darkness while they were, while they were right on the edge of that void around where Mars used to be. It's either uh, they were right on the edge or they passed through the void every time uh, this communion happened, but nothing ever came of it. But every time that they came back from this, the crown was uh, coated in some, it was corroded almost with like this, these little fungal growths and darkness almost. And they're like, eh, I'm sure this is fine. Let's keep going with these experiments. And, well, yeah, that's not great. Multiple times. Every time he failed, Callus kept trying. He even wired his new scorn that he had been experimenting on into the crown to try and boost the connection. Dark Ether must have a better chance at communing with the darkness, yeah? Mm. No, not quite. This passage follows what happened when Callus tries to cross the void. And so this is from... Uh, I think it's entry 10. It's, it's one of the earlier entries in the in the new lore book, regardless. It reads as follows. <clears throat> Velocity surges forward to the anomaly, tearing away the surrounding reality. The sound of Callus's feverish multifold laughter drowns the hull's groans for mercy. It's different this time, not a passage. It's a wall. We crash hard, but not all at once. It's a steady tumbling impact, always down. The cosmic bands bend around us and shudder as they're drawn into thin, bright needles of diminishing relevance. Peripheral obliteration mainlined and burned throughout. And burnt throughout. The space between each needle of light expands until it is. Couple spaces. Where's the emperor? That's a quotation. Someone was just asking where the emperor is. The glycon keeps getting caught in these fluctuations of power that keep raising the scorn from the dead and changing the layout of, of the glycon itself. It's become a tomb maze, and Catabasis and Gilgamesh keep fighting for their lives with the dwindling Cabal forces until it's just the two of them. Catabasis, after being rezzed, is exhausted, and there's no food left, and so he's been dying from a bunch of different things very similar to the Drifter. Gilgamesh keeps bringing Catabasis back, but Catabasis asks him to promise to hold on to his light until there's a way out. So he's asking him so that the next time he dies, don't bring me back just until that, like hold on to my light until there's a way out and we can, we can find our way out of this. And Gilgamesh agrees to this for a while until he doesn't until Gilgamesh decides he's had enough of all of this. He's had enough of the dogma of the traveler of being tied to Catabasis in this, uh, like repeating loop of kill the score and get killed by the score and kill the score and get killed by the score and with nothing going on and he's fed up with it. Gilgamesh raises Catabasis and tells him as such, he's saying, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with you. You're not my guardian. I'm not your ghost anymore. And it's kind of fucked. So. I'm just going to go ahead and read the last page of the debtor's knife. Uh, I'm sorry, of the captain's log lore, because uh, called the debtor's knife, because it's too good not to. So this page is blighted with mold and the imprint of a memory. The words seep experience into your mind through the eyes of Gilgamesh. I linger on the corpse of my once guardian. I've hidden his shame for so long. I believed it was my obligation to be the warmth when his fire died. But now I see the obligation was a leash to keep me tied to life. It is a cold, coiled, choking reality. And I will hang gasping from it no more. See the truth, the whispers I had offered. I saw it in every moment suffered aboard this vessel, a microcosm of violence extrapolated to the world beyond, with only one escape. Soon Catabasis would know it too. Scorn onlookers surround us. I raise Catabasis. Gilly, 
Kedabasis kneels before me, his rifle beside him. What is this? A way out. I won't carry you anymore. You're abandoning me? Kedabasis looks to the scorn, his rifle, his ghost. No, no longer. Not his, not the traveler's, not anyone's. I sacrificed everything to keep you, keep you moving forward. Guided you to every power you needed to survive. I share the truth he wants to forget. And for what? It never ends anything. There's always more. The scorn encroach across disjointed walkways. Catabasis sinks. You said you wouldn't. You, the traveler, you've kept me trapped in this death knell. Now it's time to set us free. What does that mean? His words like stone weights. Sever our light, or they'll rip you apart for a thousand lives. I gesture to the scorn. You wouldn't. Your deaths are heavy, Catabasis. But I'll bring you back as many times as it takes for you to learn. He does not understand. You think I don't feel pain? You think I don't suffer while you're hiding in your limbo? Catabasis lurches forward. I did everything you asked me to. You left, I shout. You left me here. You left me in the city. Made me turn away from the traveler. We're like the scorn in those tanks, drowning in panic, confusion, forever. You did that. The city was burning and I wanted to live. Everything was so we could live. He still didn't see it. This place is no different than Saul, a barrel of blood. There's no reason to go back. Now the light is burning. We can survive this. Ketabasis holds out his palm for me. Please. I don't want survival, Ketabasis. I drift away from him. I want salvation. It got to you. Ketabasis sobs weakly, his epiphany complete. You can end this. For both of us. It's your turn to sacrifice, I offer. Everything you say is a lie! Ketabasis grasps for his rifle. Lever to action. Shot to nothingness. Ghost to dead memory. So, <laughs> not the first time we've seen a ghost turn away from the light. Which is interesting because they're like intrinsically paracausal and entities of like the light. They're entities born of the traveler. And so it's really interesting that they'd be able to have this free will and choose themselves not to follow it. Yeah. We saw Tolan's ghost do the same thing. Now, it's a little bit different in that Tolan's ghost supported him while he went to his death at the hands of a death singer. And he was saying, like, you people like, like called him a madman. You'll see his uh, genius Roto was. Gilgamesh straight up is saying like saying to Katabasis, fuck you. I'm going to keep bringing you back until you let both of us go. Like, I'm going to keep making sure that you die at the hands of the scorn until you sever us. So, and what we see in the final room of the presage mission is Catabas's body strung up by these egregore vines, by this egregore plant in the middle of the room. And it's still to this day some of the best art I've seen in Death Metal. I wonder if that'll be really interesting if, like, so we already found him. And the ship is always changing. So I'd really be interested to see how, like, what if what if we start seeing the, uh, like, or start hearing his ghost? Like, his ghost doesn't get destroyed after Catabasis dies. And, like, we oh, get, yeah. like, aspe like, there's no, so we have, there, there's no, like, ghost shell lying around. There is, right? actually. Oh, fine. Yeah, well, people have found it. I was, I was like, oh, when do I tell them? People have found a ghost shell that's not interactable yet. So people assume that that's going to come into the fold in the in the master difficulty at some point. Mm. Um, and probably really finding cool. the ghost shell will award you the Gilgamesh ghost shell, which is an exotic shell you can get this season. Oh, cool. Um, 
I'd be yeah. down for that. That sounds know, like a good hunt. I know what our next darkness power is going to be. What's that? Going to be controlling vines. <laughs> Dude, that would be Ooh. so fucking cool. Also, didn't realize the new, uh, the new like Maybe. darkness bit that was happening with the hunters. Just let them be like, I'm not here anymore. <laughs> Like, no, no, it was. It wasn't that he was a hunter. His ghost was just not resing him. No, no, no. My like in Crucible is it? Isn't it one of the new? Oh, Bacris, like Bacris? the mask of Bacris, where they just is... teleport. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's, yeah, that, yeah. That's an exotic that you can get. Cool. Yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I've just been like, got you now, because I have my shotgun in their mouth, and then they're just like, not here. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing personnel, kid. Yeah. Uh, personnel. But Presage. I don't... Newt, I think you know about this already, and the people listening very well might not know about this. Starlight, I don't know if you know about this. I but, know nothing. Um, <laughs> for, before I get into that point, uh, a bonus word meaning here. Uh, Ergogor is actually an occult concept representing a distinct non-physical entity that arises from a collective group of people. Yeah, of course. So yeah, that's the collection. Thing. Yeah. Okay. Another cool tie-in we have here is uh, it's actually a Black Armory tie-in. Oh, during part yeah, during parts of the mission, we hear something traveling through different parts of the ship, and the sound of metal scraping against metal. We also find the Echogor around the Glycon, which seems to be a which is a wet fungal growth, which would most likely put out so the smell of wet earth. Metal being expanded and contracted, and the smell of wet uh, earth, which is what the people in the Black Armory heard when the collapse happened, when their when um, Niobe Labs was attacked. And for the longest time, I personally thought that it was something fallen related, but it's possible that it is actually something darkness egregore related. My idea is that what if the egregore plants that we find are the beginning stages of some other larger, more sentient creature? Like one that attacked the Black Armory, which I would love to see at some point. And mm -hmm. one final thing that I'll leave you people with uh, in regards to this lore the Egregore plant doesn't feed on dead bodies, it feeds on dying bodies, on dying beings. And what it does is the Egregore is slightly paracausal in of itself because it's based from the darkness. Is that it keeps people right on that tipping point between life and death. Right. And that's the energy that it feeds off of. So that, so that hunter is not actually dead. That hunter's not dead. He's right on the brink between life and death. Right. Because uh, those cabal that we found hanging from the ceiling, not quite dead either. Right. On the verge between life and death. So just that small little nugget to remind you that the writers at Bungie really can write some fucked up shit. <laughs> and it's we're gonna just... we're gonna rescue him at some point, like we did with Saint 14 from the Infinite mm -hmm. Forest. Spoiler alert. No, we're I think we're beyond saving Catabasis at this point. Because yeah. as soon as we sever his link to the Egregore, he's gonna die for good. Unless he like absorbs the Aggregor and becomes some like giant fucking tentacly monster that we yeah, then have to right. kill, which I would be down for. Mm -hmm. I'm, I've said it in on different podcasts and different episodes at this point, but whoa, I'm whoa, loving whoa. the. 
You have other podcasts. You have other podcasts. <laughs> Starlight just blinded himself. <laughs> Blinded by the starlight. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just uh, when I was on uh, Guardians of Lore. Um, but I'm loving the Lovecraftian aspect that we're getting from Destiny lately. Yeah. And you know, everything's like turning towards like these eldritch gods right beyond the veil controlling everything. And and this this presage mission in the in the Glycon is just paramount to that. And the fact that we're going to be returning to the Glycon week after week and have the layout change on us is and it's con- pretty much confirmed by the triumphs that there are different versions of the Glycon that we're yep. going to be traversing. So which is if- which is what was happening in the Hawkmoon quest any in Harbinger anyway. Like, I don't think it. I don't think it was. It was the dam changing. was changing week by week. Mm, I don't think so. It was were, because I did it, and then I did it again, and it was different. The original mission to get Hawkmoon is slightly different than the Harbinger mission itself, but well, yeah. No, I've there were there were a couple where I like jumped like where I jumped in and the uh, what do you call them the the dudes with the stuff taken. No. The guys that you have to kill. <laughs> Taken. The bad yeah. guy. Like the, the bosses. The three mini bosses. We're a Destiny podcast, folks. Are we? <laughs> Sorry, what like, was which, your... which, which section are you talking about? Like the like the very end or No, the three, like there's an arc, void, and solar one, and you need to kill Oh, right. Envoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're like envoy no, are they envoys? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, they're basically like envoys, yeah, but they're just like they're taken. So yeah, they like they they were in different spots. Like yes, when I did they, the harbinger yes, mission. They were in different spots, but those spots did technically exist. Like they exist already, just sometimes they were uh blocked out by taken barriers. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm assuming it's mm-hmm. gonna be a similar thing, like where Maybe, there's gonna be yeah. different barriers in different spots, like or other like doors mm-hmm. will open. Like they're not just gonna be like, ah, oh, it's a totally different ship. Like I think That's, it'll be yeah, that I think it'll be similar. Yeah. I think it'll be a similar thing where it's just like there will be a lot of main passages that are mm-hmm. the exact same and traverse the exact same. But then we're gonna go go down one back alley or like one little yeah. nook that we couldn't before, yeah. and it's gonna take us to like the new. Uh, okay, yeah, I can, I can see. That's that, what actually. I mean. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see, I see. Fucking nerds. See, like I, I was running with the idea that they were gonna swap, like swap the entire map out for something uh, different every time. Mm, I don't, I don't think, think that'll that... happen because that's that's a that's lot, a lot of, of resources. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I can imagine, like that, like you know how there are egregore plants blocking a lot of the pathways. Maybe like those plants will change locations. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're on the same page. I'm, yeah. I'm picking up all what right, you're putting. All right, all right, nice, nice, nice. So yes, I have a gigantic thumbs up and applause for Bungie for for this for this mission, and I cannot wait to keep replaying it. Yeah, so. and I think it it fills that that need that I was feeling for um purpose for like the <laughs> that too uh for the whisper and the outbreak perfected missions. Yeah, because I I do really miss those missions, and I like the fact that although I'm not entirely certain why. The Dead Man's Tale can roll with different perks on it because for the Hawkmoon, it the Hawkmoon itself is a paracausal weapon, and it makes sense that there are different versions of it. But the uh, Dead Man's Tale paracausal in the other direction. It was hanging oh. from vines. Oh. 
Maybe the darkness changed it. Also, have you have you heard the sound that it makes when you hit multiple precision kills and or precision hits yeah, in a what, row? What, what sound is it? It's like a weird kind of like like it sounds like. Have you ever have you guys ever heard that like uh the sound of a stone being skipped over ice? Oh like yeah, it's kind of chirping. Yeah. Oh, weird. Really. But I think it's supposed to be. I think it. I just wrote wrote it off as like, oh, it's like the round like like bouncing sound waves off of like the yeah. environment and that's what it is because yeah. it sounds like like it sounds Weird. kind okay. of chirpy it sounds kind of chirpy like a like the rock being skipped over ice <laughs> okay but, I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go into it and, and listen to that actually well yeah i don't know where you're gonna find like a target willing to stand still long enough for you to hit consecutive precision shots on it but where's atheon uh, but yeah, I, I was really, I actually found that really cool. And I keep trying, I keep really trying to just hit like multiple precision shots so I yeah, can dude. continuously hear it. Yeah. Because yeah. it makes that sound. And I'm wondering if that's going to be like a, yeah, like we're well, going to find more about yeah. that. I know that there is a sound that you get when you hit um, cranial spike times five, which is the exotic perk on it. Mm. I wonder if that's the sound you're talking about. But it's, maybe, it sounded, I don't know. I don't really get it. I listened to it, it sounded things. Western almost in. Oh, we should also probably mention that um, nobody knew about the existence of this Tex Mechanica rifle because it was created uh, specifically for catabasses by the Tex Mechanica. So there is only one of it. Well, I mean, with every exotic, there technically is only one of it. But yeah, I uh, I was really into it though. Mm -hmm. um, I so far I really like it as a as a rifle. I like that it matches my ship. <laughs> That's a good uh, point. Yeah that's that's like that was weirdly like i saw the big bullhorn like inscription and i was like yeah <laughs> this is mine yeah, now. <laughs> the prod was was created by the tex mechanica foundry oh see yeah. nerds telling me things i didn't know mm -hmm. i appreciate that friendship appreciate with risk runner ended <laughs> dead man's tale is starlight's best friend now <laughs> uh it's actually funny because it's true Picking up the Dead Man's Tale caused me to completely rework the look of my Titan. Now I'm going with like a like a desperado sort <laughs> of like spacefaring wanderer, almost to like similar to um, uh, Firefly, almost. Oh, okay, yeah. Leave your fireflies. Like I've got the big leather bomber jacket on. I've got I've got like a bunch of like uh, Hardy's um, ornaments on it. So it's looking good. He's looking real good. I'm still very much. Uh... A purple and yellow boy. A yellow boy. Flesh I'm, boy. I'm, I'm Wario in Titan oh, form. <laughs> I'm gonna wow. come thunder crashing. Wow. <laughs> oh shit, my chair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I gotta read I through this this lore book. Sorry? I gotta read through this lore book. Dude, it's one of the best that's been put out, if not the best. It's also, um, spoiler alert, we see Callus in it. We see actual physical callus. And I will leave it at that. For those who haven't read it yet, you it describes what callus looks like. So go uh. and read it. So wait, hold up. Didn't we meet callus already? Wasn't no. he like a big robot guy? He was a big well, robot guy. Yes. Yeah, I remember I don't remember. I never did that raid. So yeah. it was spoiled for me. Thanks, so, Achievement Hunter. And yeah. Other people who will like not be terrible. named. <laughs> Fuckers. So, 
Callus, we've met his robots and we've heard his voice talking to us, so he's, he's robot. over the like the ship PA systems or something. But uh, yeah, we actually see Callus in this lore book, so go read it. Fine. Okay. Well, that's all I've got. Yeah, that's all I've got. I think that's a good, a good lengthy, lengthy time for for an episode. Yeah. Thank you for reading all that. Mm-hmm. Thanks for letting me like... take up a good half of the episode. Yeah, that's okay. There wasn't much in the twab, so mm. it was uh... my time to shine. Yeah, good timing. Um, thank you to everyone who listens to the podcast, who follows us on Spotify and now on iTunes. Uh, feel free to leave us a review and a comment. Give us, uh, let us know <clears throat> what we should work on. And uh, I can't remember what else we usually say. Oh yeah, we do that whole. Well, you know what? I'm just gonna find Cole on Twitter at ADP Colossus. Find Starlight on Twitter at ADP Starlight. Find yeah. me on Twitter at ADP Newt. And more importantly, really the only one you have to worry about is at podcast on destiny for the main account um at well, podcast destiny yeah shall we close it for the week yeah so let's close it out here uh hopefully this will be up for monday for folks if not, uh, tuesday yeah yeah i should i should be able to get it out tonight um, sweet deal before i get ready for bed mm-hmm uh, Lady Starlight is working back to. She's been working back to back doubles. So yesterday was a sixteen, and today's a sixteen for her. Uh, so she's not going to be home until much, 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 much later. Uh, so Disney, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I'm. So I've been. I've been taking advantage of like cleaning up the house and playing Destiny and walking the dog and like only having to. She one thing that we both do is we uh we treat ourselves pretty well when we're doing doubles. So instantly uh instantly getting takeout. So I know she's yeah. eaten well, <laughs> nice. even though I'm not the one cooking for her. Good. So Yeah. Well guys, I'm gonna go and make a I'm gonna go and make a pesto chicken spinach quesadilla. Ooh. Oh dang, okay, okay. Can I come oh, over and, and have some of that? No. COVID. <laughs> Stay away from me. <laughs> but good food. Stay I'll just leave a plate on the porch. Just not covered or anything. Just cold yeah. by the time I get there. Okay. Well, if hey, if you were a good boyfriend and you were already at Lady uh Lady Coles, you wouldn't have to worry about it. So Hey. Where'd that come from? I mean, just saying. I don't have my I don't have my computer set up there though. Okay, I want to read this lore book, so say goodbye, boys. Okay, bye. Oh, bye. Goodbye, boys. Bye, boys. Bye, boys. <laughs> <laughs>